When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 24 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at another shocking performance away at Burnley. Taken by Westwood, it's deep and it's into the net from Jeff Hendrick, volleyed into the net by Jeff Hendrick. We'll be discussing whether we can turn the season around. Challenge is flying in at the moment. Well, Rio Ferdinand is giving Phil Neville a real earful here. And we're going to look ahead to the West Ham game on the 19th of October. No room to hit it, so brings in Kenny. Kenny's ball, Ziggerson's header, that is what Everton wanted! On the day he captains the side, Gilpie Ziggerson plants a very important headed goal for the Blues. Before all that, we want to welcome back onto the show one of our, our regulars, the, the guru himself, uh, El Piv or El Pivote. El Piv now. He's got loads of names. He's got loads of names. Part of the furniture now. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you can't wait to, uh, to dissect what happened at Turf Moor this weekend. Well, yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> you have the first word on it before we all kick off. I don't know. It's it's where you begin with the, with the performance. It's like I, I sort of expected it, but didn't want to expect it. If you get what I mean, because I, I think you know, people have seen. I've been discussing Evans' problems against the low block now for like weeks and months now. It's just it's never ending. And I, people say that you know madness is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And that's Everton at the moment. We go about teams the same way. We play into their hands by crossing the ball, trying to get the ball in the box. There's no movements off the ball and. Burnley just had that up and that's what they wanted and obviously again you know, silly mistake off a set piece and there's the goal it's too, it's too, too similar it feels like same old same old doesn't it it really does it feels like I know we just said briefly then like off air it's almost like he hasn't kind of almost got the bottle to kind of do the, the, the formation he actually wants but then at the same time we're also, a lot of fans are kind of saying look at least try something different here because we'll almost kind of back you if it doesn't work but at least you've tried to do something different and I said to you, Mike, after the game, didn't I? I said, I can almost see the rationale in some ways expecting an onslaught from Burnley. So you kind of play the, the tried and tested 4 2 3 1, control a bit of the game, and then maybe last half an hour bring on Gomez and then maybe obviously Keane and go for it. 
and then obviously that went straight out the window as soon as he got the red cards. So I can almost kind of see maybe he was going to do like a quasi, like, let's go with that, dominate the game, maybe try and get a goal, but then really go for it last half an hour. And then I don't know what everyone else thinks about that. But I, I thought we looked toothless as soon as Coleman got sent off. I thought we dominated for, what, 50-odd minutes? Without really creating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without really having a, cl- a clear cut chance. And Calvert Lewin got next to no service. You sort of felt like if we didn't score within the first 30 minutes, Burnley were really going to fancy the chances of getting something from the game, and they did. I think, though, in the, in the first half, you know, you look back at what chances we did have, and, and the two main ones felt it will be, didn't he? He mm-hmm. had the first one where he, he's hit one way, it's deflected. It's obviously, the keeper's then stranded, isn't he? You can't mm-hmm. go the other way. And if we have any luck in the way, it goes in the bottom corner, doesn't yeah, it? Well, when you're playing well, it's going for you, that goes in, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they've got to change their plan, then, haven't they? But then, but then the second one, where the ball's played into him, he's about sort of seven, eight yards out, isn't he? And he, it was blocked by the defender. But again, you think, just put it out, just put it out the side. It was just, not, nothing was coming off. So even, we, we knew how it was going to go, didn't we? We've said it time and again, that we, we can't seem to get a goal against these sides that, that sit deep. But in that first half there, for me, there's a couple of chances there. That if one of them goes in, it changes the whole perspective of that, of that game. Because Burnley have then got to come out and sign play. It's exactly what we said on the last pod, though. We've got to score first in the, in, against these types of teams to get them to change what they've been set up to do. And that's what that's what's so annoying at the moment. You know, the game that we did score first in that Watford, we won. You know what I mean? And then it, it's it wasn't a classic performance, but obviously getting that first goal makes all the difference, doesn't it? And I just think, like you just said, then Pete, it's almost like teams know now. Look, let 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 them have it. Let's let's obviously defend. Let's get behind the ball, defend, and let's just try and pick them off. Even that, even the tactics down to that corner. You saw it in Tarkovsky there twice. He's just kind of like gone. I'll just shepherd you lot in here to create Hendrik Hendrik around the back. He did it what in the first half, wasn't it? Well, people have started to criticise zonal marking again when it comes to Everton because in the first half, you had there was that warning, the the uh, the set piece to the back post, and it was clear that that was something Sean Dyche targeted. Yeah. I mean, is that a limitation of zonal marking or is that something that we, we didn't do? I mean, I, I've said this before, I'm starting to worry about what's going on in the training pitch because it seems to be time and time again the same mistakes are being made. And you, you, you take the, the defensive part out of it and you think, right, Yeri Mina and Keane are having a bit of trouble defending in space at times, drop them five yards deeper. On, as you say, it's off the set pieces, it just seems to be the same with problems over and over again. But we solved it last season. So why haven't why we, why we, why we gone regressed? It's now then, mate. I, I don't. I, I just can't assume and make that much of a difference off set pieces, or should he do? When actually, he's probably not the best header amongst those three. You know what I mean? The, the, the mm. Keane and Mina are better headers. Well, I, I thought Keane and Mina were arguably our best players. Yeah, I think Mina was great. Yeah, yeah. Keane was good. Was solid. Yeah, I thought Mina was the best player. But but but, but that kind of game though, and we said it on on last week's podcast, they're not going to be caused many problems. They're going to be obviously a lot of aerial duels and stuff like that. But in terms of the pace. The, yeah, but in terms of the pace aspect, they're never going to be troubled really because they, they only haven't got rapid pace up front. But I think I, I go back to Kersoon all the time. He, he brings out confidence in the other centre half mm. alongside him, and that that's where. And also with Jordan, well, it allows us to play higher up. Yeah, it allows us to play higher up with pace. But, got but on both those set pieces, the, the back post was unguarded. Mm. Yeah. So it, again, is that something that we've done, or is that a feature of zonal marking? What I want to say is last season when we played Millwall, Noel hired a, a set piece analyst and he watched Everton set pieces and they scored their goals off set pieces last season against us, didn't And they he tuned into the fact that all you need to do then was send a man to the near post. Now I wonder if they watched us and said you need to send men to the back post this season because it's flipped around that and that's 
something. It, it, it shouldn't be so. It shouldn't be so obvious every time. But there's a couple of times this season where Calvert Lewin and Davis have been on the back post in the, in the Sheffield United Wednesday game, and they got caught out nearly twice on the back post. And yeah. there's a couple of times Calvert Lewin's been caught out when on defensive free kicks. So. It's just frustrating as I'm going to swear. It's, it's just frustrating. <laughs> it's just frustrating as hell because like you see the bit where Keane's pointing, don't you? Yeah. And he clearly goes like he's in there, but then Tarkovsky like shepherds, like almost blocks him off, like NFL style. Yeah. He goes right, that'll leave the space for these guys. Well, Schneider got blocked like, off. Yeah, yeah, how simple is that? Yeah, exactly. And look, obviously, yeah, VAR should pick that up. And get, but like he's obviously clearly, like you said, worked on that, and that's a, that's proved the difference between the sides. And it's just. For me, all games have followed a similar pattern. I think this is why Silver's getting more and more stick, is because obviously he's almost belligerent to the sake of like ridiculousness, and also at the same time we're we're kind of dominating the ball against these inverted commas lesser sides, and then we're just we're just not basically scoring the goals that you know, to, to, on top of the possession, are we? The issue is that I think against those teams is you've got Mean and Key who sit obviously sit high, don't they? And then you've got in front of them Delph and Schneiderman. Mm, yeah. Now one of them needs to be making runs somewhere near the, you know towards the box. I'm not saying completely give up your position, but they just seem to you know as someone else says they hold hands on the halfway line yeah. essentially. And there's basically there's four up front, the full backs join them. There's nothing then behind yeah, it's a massive chasm, yeah. It's basically now his role seems to be that he plays off the right. Now he moves into the right channel, doesn't he? Trying crosses, crosses in the ball. Work to get against Wolves because their full backs were naive. But against your Burnleys and your Sheffield Knights, they're not naive, they're going to sit in deep, and, and, and we're not going to have joy from that. And, 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 again, though, on that point, though, because obviously Silver's coming in for a lot of stick, you know, is it kind of then like that's never his first choice midfield, is it? So if everyone's fit, them two aren't starting. Now, for me, I think Delph and him are far too similar. They both like to get on it, they both like to give it easy, get it back. You don't need them to, like you said, they're so close together. There was one bit where Schneider got it. He passed it literally a yard to Delph, who was a yard away from him. They just nicked it off Delph and they were onto us. And then suddenly they, they, they broke on us, put it out wide, and they created a chance, and then Pickford saved it. And you're thinking, what are you two doing there? I mean, like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's possession for the sake of possession. For us. And we do control games every time. We average about 500 passes a game, we average about 60% of possession. Yeah. But the ball never, we don't, never penetrates. It's just like side to side, out to the wing, cross side but to no side. No, Gomez there. Surely has impacted that. Well, that does because he's the best player controlling it and he ups the tempo because that yeah, that is his role. But why? Why? I'm not saying Tom Davis is the saviour because he certainly isn't. But would he not against that sort of a team be a better fit than Snyderland when you've got Dell sitting deep anyway? You could send Tom, Tom Davis into the box and try and get extra man on imagine the man on the edge of the box. We just need it. The difference between variants, it just seems they're the two experienced players they play. That's I think I think we've all called haven't we over the last few weeks for for Tom Davis to, to get it to get his chance in the side and you know, because Delph and Snyderland are so similar or playing playing a similar role. I mean there was a point yesterday where they were they were pretty much in line with our two centre halves. And so yeah, they, they, so they, were, they were all together and we had the ball a bit further up and that that's what's causing problems like you say the, the gap between them and Sigurdsson so then what you find is Sigurdsson will ends up a little bit deeper to try to pick the ball up and the gap between Sigurdsson and Calvert-Lewin is absolutely massive mm. or Sig- Sigurdsson he's not dictating games I don't understand that for, for, uh, you know, Sigurdsson's coming from a bit of criticism as well and I've, I've criticised him in the past but if you're going to play a 10, put the ball through him. The, the, yeah, the, the, the ball needs to go centrally to him. He never receives the ball centrally. Like, you know, it's called zone 14 in the centre of the pitch. He very rarely receives the ball in that area. It's either out riding the right or mostly when we're trying to break out and transition in our zone. It's, this is my point about Marcus Silver. I don't want to bash Marcus Silver too much, but the problem is, is when I look at it, I think he's not, you're not getting the best out of players. The, the system does not suit any player. Correct. You're playing a 10 
to get the best out of a 10. You're not getting the best out of that 10, though. So either you change the system to get the best style, or you change the style of play. But it, it's it's too mismatched. The, the, you know, you've got Carver Lewis. scared to do it, isn't he? You've got Carver Lewis, got two goals in the cup, right? Both of them were service to his feet. And then since that, we've back in the Premier League, the ball's going that into his head. And now, don't be wrong, he's a great head of the ball. But a bit of different service, try something so different. What's changed since last season? Because last season, Sigurdsson got a decent handful of assists and was in double figures for goals. I, 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 do you know what? I, I'm not too sure on, on, on Sigurdsson. I, I don't know if he's coming. He's coming to the season. He didn't have a great pre season either. Mm. And I don't know what whether. It, 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 I don't know if it's, he's lost a yard. I don't think he really has because he never had a yard of pace. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's the role is rolling. The team's changed, or maybe I don't know. The manager's just transparent. I don't know. It's 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 difficult. Same with Charles. Well, I know what the, the issue with Charleston is. He plays too far on the right. He shouldn't. He should never have chalk on his boots. No. He's an inside forwards. He should be. He should be close to the goal. Every, you know, he's watch our the, biggest goal. What's the Wolves game when he's in the box? He's our biggest. Well, maybe not play him as a striker. If he played, you know, the Vaughan to four three three. Yeah. Then he plays like Salah and Mane too. You get close yeah. to your striker, then you're playing off them. Then because Calvert-Lewin can hold the ball up, but mm. when he holds the ball up, whoever's on the left and whoever's on the right are nowhere near him. And then Sigurdsson's, if you look at the average position, Sigurdsson's next to him or even further ahead. It, 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 it's baffling. It, I, it's can, baffling. I think we can play it. When we, when, we, when we had that game last year, when we played there, albeit obviously Burnley were probably, you know, not that they were great yesterday, by the way, I thought they were dreadful, but um, they were in a bad place because obviously the Europa and everything else. Bernard caused them all sorts of problems off the left when we played in there, and then obviously, um, uh, we have, did Richardson play on the right? No, he's he on the bench. He came on striking the second So for me, yesterday, I would have started with Bernard on the left, a Wobi through the middle, I'd have dropped Sigurdsson, and I've had Richardson on the right, and then literally, because you, you just mentioned the goals in the cup, both those goals came from Bernard and a Wobi linking up, yeah. and a Wobi sliding them in, you know what I mean? That, that's it. That's that's his you main position. You play Sigurdsson in midfield, you know, a bit deeper in midfield. Doesn't he, I know he plays there for Iceland. I know completely different because they play they play like Burnley essentially, don't they? But just something different. Just try yeah. and bring teams an extra runner in midfield. Just anything, and you're not going to get any joy against these teams if you're just crossing it. Because basically, me and Tarkovsky defend the eighteen yard box, nothing. They'll never go out wide to defend because the fullbacks stay with them all game. And, we just don't move teams about. We don't move them out of position when we dribble the ball. You know, it, it, um, as someone said before, we play it too slow. So mm-hmm. when we're playing it slow around the field, they're going, oh, I've got time to get back in position. And we never catch people out because we're playing it quick. Even when we start games, five minutes into the game, we used to have a good five-minute stretch most of the time. And then it just tails off slowly. And then it usually it takes them someone to score and then we come back into the game. Like Even when we went mm-hmm. um, two or up against Wolves, yeah, we mm-hmm. let our foot off the gas. Yeah. They they come back as the game when they score. We're going to score again. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we there's no motivation. There's no intense intensity in the games. I, th- I, I think that we obviously we, we have become very very predictable. Every single sort of layman fan, if you like, Everton fan can see exactly how it's going to go. Can predict what's going to happen against these sides. You sit deep. We all know how, how it's going to be now. But also, I think the side because of the way results have gone in the last sort of four or five games. They're massively devoid of confidence, aren't they? I think Silver yeah, alluded to yeah. it as post match yesterday. There's no confidence in that side. They were all. hiding yesterday. There was no doubt about it. They were, they were hiding. No one was showing for the ball yesterday. Hardly anyone. When the fullbacks had it, you can see no one wanted to get it and go, give it me. I'm going to do something. To be fair to Keane, he came on and obviously put himself about a bit, threw himself into a couple of tackles. He obviously looked like he wanted to do something. But obviously, again, you know, you're asking a kid to do something here. You know what I mean? If you give him the service, if you give him service and play, I think Keane's got, you know, I say this before, I think Keane could score goals. I know he's, he's, he's young and he's new to the league, but it's very hard to come. That's why I don't want Andy Gordon to come on. I know we're going to talk about him a bit later, but mm. 
why would you want him to come to this side? I know he plays a fairly, you know, devo- you know <laughs> very limited side in, in under it's under twenty three sides. They don't play in like the first team at all. But even so, he's not. He's not going to benefit the confidence of the team so low the way he plays and conducive to anyone be, you know, coming in and playing well. It's, I don't know. It's very frustrating because you it just know what's going to happen. It's it very frustrating. But also, yeah, I raised the point the other day that let's um, even use City's examples today against Wolves. They're, again, very similar. We've had all the ball. We've been up against a team that was sitting off. Couldn't break him down. No De Bruyne, obviously. Obviously, they've got wingers that can skin people for fun, but they struggled to get him behind at all today. Barely created a great deal against Wolves. Who then, again, sucker punched him with two goals. So it's a problem for a lot of these teams. That are, you know, so you've almost got a divide in the Prem now. Teams that want to get on it and play it, and teams that just want to sit off and go, we'll just let you have it then. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's, it's so frustrating because obviously, look at Liverpool. Obviously, I hate to talk. To talk they just look like they've got goals in the team, haven't they? People are scared of Liverpool. You play against them. There's a fear, isn't there? Yeah, they're yeah. not really scared of everything because they know what they're going to what we're going to do. And yeah, Man City, there's an element of fear, but I think people have, there's a tried and trusted way to try and beat Man City, make them yeah. cross the ball continuously. Which is what which is worked, yeah. which is worked it out in, in a way because you, you need the Bruyne, obviously, but he, he, he had worked that out. But with Liverpool, he seems to play with teams play with fear. They make mistakes. We don't really force this. You know, the press has not been bad this season, but we're not really forcing teams into making mistakes. We're not winning the ball high up now. Maybe Garner Gay's an issue there, obviously not being around anymore. But we, the, those stats, so we were up there last year, weren't we? Yeah. You know, in terms of winning the league, ball in there, second final league, yeah. You know, so that's what that's why I think for, as fans, we're super super frustrated because obviously the natural continuum of that this season is look, we can work on that, we can get better at doing that, we can stop, you know, that that high press, win the ball. And obviously that may be combined with a couple of bad results and confidence gone. I think that's where we are now. I just it's it's like a perfect storm that we're in at the minute. We can't buy an ounce of luck at all. Well, that Coleman Red, for example. That's, that's what I was, yeah, going, I mean, was going to say. Then it's the Coleman Red. I mean, the, the first tackle is not a great tackle, but knowing Seamus Coleman, his reaction, it he knows it was it was a bit rash, but he, he, he stayed with the play. Ball, he stayed with the play after what he went through when he, when he broke his leg. Mm, yeah. um, he stayed with the play. He got a booking. Absolutely fine with that. That second yellow card, a lot of people said, you know, yeah, definitely yellow card. No, it wasn't. He's, he's gone up for the ball and he's turned knowing, are you going to get that turn out of the way? And he's come away it's from the tackle. Out, yeah, he did do. Yeah. And then Matthew goes down like he's just been, he's just been poleaxed on his face. That's what got Seamus Coleman sent off. So I'm going to go back again to the point of VAR. What is the point of VAR in that kind of situation? A quick check there tells you, okay, it's a foul. It's not a book when he's he's turned his back, he's pulled out, and he's caught his free kick. Yeah. It was yeah. I don't care what anyone yeah. says, if that's a second second booking, I'll pack up now, I'll put my boots away, my shin pads, my goalie gloves and I'll call it a day. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying, and that's why I kind of feel like we just can't buy any ounce of luck. Because at that point we seemed to start the second half a bit quicker. There was a lovely move before that where the interchange quickly in midfield, the world we came inside, he, 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 I think it was him, Delph and Dean had a little link up where we put out wide for Richarlison yeah. and he had a shot obviously straight at the keeper but you look like oh hang on a minute you know, that was that was a lot quicker sharper thinking right obviously we look you know, we're a different side and then straight away what four or five minutes after that Red changes the game and even the Red card they've not exactly put a siege on us did they we, yeah. argue, we arguably were the even stronger side with ten men you look at it yesterday as well we did you know, Sigurdsson's six passes in the final third, not many had more than ten. Maybe there wasn't really any impetus in the, mm. the final third. I think Moby had the most with 30 out of 16. He, he, he didn't play great yesterday, he didn't play too, he did probably one of our best attackers though. But 
Carries the ball. That's we don't have that. You see, we don't have any mm. any players to carry the ball at speed of the pitch. We put teams on the back foot. Yeah. Now, if you play four three three and had him as an ace, you got up the pitch and you had you allowed Keenan to drop into the space that now is vacated. That now is occupied by the ten. And obviously, yeah. when you have a ten, it drops the defence in the field the deeper, doesn't it, to cover that? Yeah. Now, I think if you you could shift around, you get much more joy out of play. We've got a lot of good dribblers, but there's no space. We clog the we clog the forward areas, and mm. there's not enough off ball movement, so teams find it easy to, to push us put on the side of the wings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's hard to really explain it. Well, we we talked about the four three three thing. We uh, we had a chat between the three of us, and there's a bit of a difference between what we think on that. Yeah, Silva's saying the reason he's almost not doing it is he hasn't got the personnel. No Gabbana, no obviously uh, Gomez more recently. I still think, and you know, maybe this is from a slightly naive perspective, but he's got nothing to lose by at least trying to play that. You know, why not play Delph, maybe like you said, Sigurdsson or OOB in an eight or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And maybe even play like you know, Gomez is back now, and then play you know Richarlison, Bernard, and Calvin Lewin or Key, you know, any of those. Why not give it a go? I know you've said, Pete, you've been quite vocal on saying like you don't think we can do that, but. You've got to try and do something. I, I, th- I think yeah. my, my perspective was it just takes time to implement well and to implement properly and for the players to know the system in, in order to be able to play week in, week out. And I don't think he's had enough time to work with that squad yet. Mm. Well, my, I think that my, my, my thing is, you know, a lot of clock walked into Liverpool day one, played the system. Now, it didn't work in the first season because he didn't have the players, but he, he established that system amongst the players and then he went out, 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 in, now yeah. got the players to play it. Why hasn't Marco Silva, which coming in, established his, his, his own system on it and then bought the play? So basically, then you get mm. eight players ready to play in that system for the next season. Now we're in what month 18, probably nearly, of Marco Silva's time at Everton. And I still don't know what his system is. And I, and I look at Guardioli, he finished fourth in his first season because he didn't have the fullbacks. We still implemented his system, mm. got them playing a certain way. Brendan Rodgers went straight into Leicester, 4 3 3, same thing. And I just wonder why. I, now I think Mark was probably wondering, you know, he needs results. I think that's the problem with Evan. As I think Charlie Nichols said, and we don't like Charlie Nichols, but he said Evan only two games away from a crisis. Now, if you're a manager like Marcus Silva, who's been sacked, you know, from Watford, you know, for not doing well, I suppose there's a fear, and that's why he doesn't play young players. That's why Tom Davis doesn't get a game, and that's why you you do see Walcott always coming on. All he's still a young guy, isn't he? He's still a young manager, really. He is. He's, he's forty-two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I just wonder why he's waited so long, and maybe it is to sort of try and build on the fly in the sense that he's getting results, and then as, as Pete says, try and implement the system. But uh, I think he's he's waited too long because. At this point now, if you tried to change the system, would would the players react? I don't, I don't know. I think we'd like to see a system change. Well, he's, I think he's got to try something because, you know, at the end of the day, this what we're doing now, we, we clearly don't look like a goal threat. You know what I mean? We, we don't look like we're going to score goals, and that's the sad fact. And unless we get a worldie or something from a set piece or a bit of luck, we just don't look like we've got goals in that team playing that setup, do we? We just don't. We just don't look like we. It says all oh, well, what we scored this season: five, six goals. Six, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we must be one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. Do you know what I mean? So, he's, I think he's got to try something. And I know, obviously, it, it means changing tact and everything else, but at the moment, like you said, teams know exactly what we're going to play. They know pretty much, they can pretty much probably name our starting 11. They, you know, if they're going to gear up to how we're going to play Everton this week, they pretty much know they're going to play this way. And that's how they're going to set up. Might you know nice to go back to basics and just say, you know, try and play counter attack, draw teams on. So, me and Keenan play deep, me and Keenan play deep. Yeah. And try and catch people on the counter attack. So you've got pace up front, you know. You've got obviously Wobie, Bernard, Keane, yeah. Darren Calvert, Lewin, and Richardson. I mean, 
maybe that's an option because I think this element of control we just can't do it. It reminds me of that third season under Martinez. We were just passing it around for the sake of passing mm-hmm. it around. It was never penetrating. And teams are basically timing it to when to nick the ball off some pieces on the counter attack. And it's getting to that point. I, I, I worry for Marco really because I, I, I don't I see did. I don't see what's going to change. And I think. Even if he doesn't have a little mini run, it's only going to return eventually anyway. And I think the inevitability is coming really. But you mentioned there about playing that system and going, why has he not got the personnel then? Is that then maybe not Brandon's fault for getting Zahara over the line or Malcolm over the line or, you know, the core whatever? Is that, is that not. I think it's the midfield the... that he's more bothered about than anything. I think the combination of the midfield, he wants a six who's mobile, I think. And obviously Schneider is his only other six. But you could play Delft there, but, you know. And then he wanted Decore to play as his eight, didn't he, with Gomez as his. So essentially, if you look at the Barcelona field, you had Busquets as your pivot, you had um, Xavi as your, as your sort of metronome. That would be Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Gomez, and then you'd have your eight, which would be an ES to drive forward, which would be a Wobi to Corey, whoever you wanted yeah. to be. And I still think you could get a combination of players now in the, who's available to play that system. Maybe he's not confident enough, but I think other managers... Delphi, would, Delphi in the six. Yeah, I think other managers would just come in and play the player and get used to it, and then when the players are back fit and ready, they'll be able to step into a team that's already ready to play it. You know, there's other managers who play four or five systems during the game. You know, and Jay. So, Michael, do you think? I think I think when you when you go into the games like like with Burnley and Sheffield United, it seems like that we know how they're going to play and how they're going to sit and what have you. I think from a fan's perspective, in terms of those who are who are now fed up of, of what's going on and, and Marco Silva and what have you, people are calling for a change, aren't they? People are saying, well, why are we playing two defensive midfielders against that kind of side? Why aren't we going out there? And you know, taking the ball by the horn, so to speak, and playing a different system, and you know, putting on a, a Tom Davis or whoever, whoever it might be playing Sigerson a little bit deeper, and putting a Moby as a ten. And as we said, we said before we, we started recording uh, today that if Silva was showing signs of changing and maybe not being, and this way it's being bandied around quite a bit when it comes to them, um, is why aren't we? Why aren't we seeing Silva not be as stubborn? We've seen it before. We went with the uh, with Martinez because Martinez was was one of those who people saw was quite stubborn. He had these people say he had no plan B. Is Silver someone with no plan B? If we could see signs of change, I'm not, when I say we, I'm not saying me personally, but yeah. as a fan base, he would then get a bit of a an easier ride than what he's getting at the moment. I think he would do. I think I think there's no doubt about it he would do because then at least some people would say, look, he's trying to change it, and now you can pin it on the players a bit more and say they're obviously not executing what he wants to put out there. So you can do that. I think that, you know he's, he's obviously being belligerent, but I, I don't think it's out and out belligerence. I think it's more like what you just said, then Andy. I think it's like a bit of caution as well. I think he's a bit like, look, at least we know with this we'll control the game, at least when we can try and nick it and win one nil something like. Because like, like I said, you, you know you watched that game yesterday. Other than set pieces, they didn't look like they were going to score either. Yeah, you know I mean, and so it's not as if they were bombarders. I genuinely thought Burnley you were playing a bit better than they were last season. We're going to put it on us. We're going to have to defend a bit, and then we'll come into the game. It wasn't that at all. We controlled the game. I, I, we first half, I, I thought we played well, albeit not great in the final third when it came to quality. But I thought as a team we played well. I know there's plenty of Evertonians that disagree with me, but I think when you look at the way we are now compared to say the end of Coleman's tenure, the end of Martinez's time, the end of Allardyce's time, I still think we're playing better football. I still think there's a good degree of hope. For Marco Silva, I agree he's under pressure and he should be under pressure and he's brought a lot of it arguably on himself but I do think there's a good coach there 
Well, he proved it, didn't he, in the last five games of the season? I think, yeah, I, 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 this is the theme, really, is that he is playing sick, because I think he's terrified. You know, a lot of people like to see Sigurdsson giving a break, essentially, for a game or two. But I think he's terrified that if he doesn't have his goals on the side, or his potential goals on the side, then Everton are really toothless. Because Richardson and him are playing no matter what, really, at the moment, don't they? If they don't score, where are we getting the goals, where are we getting the goals from? Now, obviously, Van der Wobe, who's still yet to be a... And he's scored two this season already, but he's never really scored a lot for Arsenal. He needs to have that breakout season in front of goal. Bernard... Good player, but it helps us break teams down. But he's still—he's never going to score more than six goals in the Premier League, probably. And I think that's—I think that that's what he's, he's between two a rock and a hard place in a sense. And I think that's where you sort of you worry about it. He can't—he he can't, he, he knows that he's going to have problems if he goes away from him. You know, he knows he's going to have pro- He knows he's—if they get beat because his Sigurdsson's not playing, that's going to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and it is like I said, a perfect storm for me at the minute. And sometimes in these sort of games, you just need a bit of fluke, and it, you know, whether that's a deflection. That Awobi one that goes in, we go 1 0, we win the game 1 0. You're thinking, you know what, we've nicked it 1 0, let's go. You know, that's something to work on. And it, nothing, nothing's dropping at all at the minute. I just feel it's just, we're all, you can see that we're all mega frustrated, you know what I mean? And there's obviously a load of fans that obviously um, that want him out. There's a lot of obviously voices now on Twitter, and it? it's becoming more and more vocal. Um, but no, we'll obviously touch on that. Yeah, I think I think if, if you know what what we will do is we, we want to talk about whether we can whether we can turn that the season round. So we'll take a short break and we'll we'll be right back. Well, it's 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 down to the fans really. But I think that what made it special to me is as has been successful here as a player and as a manager, um, and the fans were absolutely marvellous during both of those times. And I think that uh, that encourages players to come. Welcome back to the second part of the Unholy Trinity podcast with our guest, Andy McGregor. The big question we're going to ask ourselves and talk through now is whether we can we can turn it, our faltering season around. Let's just bear in mind we're currently sitting bottom three. We're in the last 16 in the League Cup. Can we get, or can the team get the fans back on side? And can we do it with Marco Silva against Yards? Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hesitant that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, unfortunately for me, I, I, I think people know this, I'm, I'm struggling with Mark Waller at the moment. And I, and Your I, patience is lost. I it. feel bad though because I think he is a good coach, you know, but I just think there's something seriously, maybe psychologically, you know, he's, he's not, the confidence is lost with him, but I just watch him and I just don't see anything. I, I don't see any change coming and I watch them, I think, you know, I watch the movements off the ball and I think, what did they do on the training pitch? Now, I listened to a fantastic podcast with Steve, Stephen Clancy. He said, what happens Monday to Friday is what should happen, is what should define what happens on the pitch on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think... When, when Steve McLaren was saying that, was he saying it in his Dutch accent or his normal <laughs> accent? <laughs> Funny enough, it was his normal accent. He was talking about Holland at the time. <laughs> but, he, yeah, but I just wonder, you know, where's the off-ball? We play in the same patterns of play all the time. Why aren't the, why aren't the team players moving? Why aren't, why isn't the movement there? You, it's the same for every game. Now it was different every game ago, right? I can see what they're working on here. I can see what the changes. But at the moment, I just feel it's just so predictable, and teams just all the time, and us, and and, and and I find it very hard to see how it's going to change because I think it's gone so far now, and that's what that, that's. I don't that could be the end of it, couldn't it? I think it, 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 it's stubbornness to stick with that, or. Lack of having the players he wants in those positions could be the end of him. I think no matter what, I think if you, even if we sort you know had a, a, a mini turn around, I think it's paper over the, the at the moment. I could, I could easily be wrong about this. 
it's paper over the cracks and eventually we will go and I don't see any signs that he's the man to take Everton where we want to go and I think if you mark our brands and he doesn't like second managers he has to make that decision with it he's the man to see out his project because Marcel Brands' reputation is the best in Everton mm-hmm. and you want a manager who's going to represent you on the pitch and, sh- and, and get your project to where it needs to be and I just don't see Silver being that man at the moment I hope I'm wrong but that's how I see him and that's, that's sorry but that's that's kind of why you've got to go out for football why we've gone down that model because if we do change the, the coach which is kind of now what they would be worded as in that format then it's less of a disruption to the team isn't it and the fact that you know, Marcel Brands is bringing in certain players and we have to bring in the manager to coach those players rather than almost kind of when we have done it before on sat managers, we then go back 12 months, two years because then we need to revamp the squad, get rid of those players and then you end up basically just going in circles. A bit like United are at the minute. Yeah. Ever since they got rid of Fergie, they just seem to be literally just going in circles, don't they? They're not it's progressing, they're not in, they're in transition. He picks the team for Man United every week. It seems to be his influence now, doesn't it? But yeah, definitely agree with that. Pete, what do you think? I think there's hope for Marco Silva, I do. I think especially with Andre Gomez coming back into the side. I know there's still a question mark over, over the fitness of Gabam and he's likely going to be a little while longer. Mm. But I think the team's going to get better with better players. And I think we were spot on earlier and I think it's the consensus of most Evertonians that Delph and Schneidlin are just not an effective two in the middle um, so I don't think really we've been setting up against teams with a good enough squad um, and I think Andre Gomez will change that my worry about that piece is what happens if they get injured again is it all going to go back and that that, that, that to me is why I, I would like some of it to establish some why these players are out and then you can introduce them into a ready side and they would improve it like you say mm. and that's just my worry that he's he's left it too long to change now and even when them players come back they are going to improve us no doubt about it Gomez would the control he gives us and hopefully Gabamon would attack the space when he gets on the ball but I just think of the style of play at the moment. Is it, say, for example, those two players have to pick up injuries after Christmas. Would we then revert back again? I, I agree. I think it's a risk. I think it's a huge risk if Yerry Mina or Michael Keane get injured. If one of those goes, then we're in, you know, we're in big trouble. Yeah, but definitely. I don't know. I don't know if, that, that don't know if that's Marcus Silva's fault. Yeah. You can only work with what he's got. Definitely. That, 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 that's very true. But yeah. In terms of the centre back, I, I definitely hundred percent agree with that. That it is precarious at the best because. Holgate's looked okay when he's coming this season, but you know his position's still, still young. He's, he's still, still young. He's twenty-two, yeah. isn't he now? And I think I, I believe you'll be. You know, I know this is again. This is just my opinion. I think he'll be sold in the summer. I just don't think. I don't see a future of Mason Holgate's eleven. I think he's a good player, but he's I just, technically a good player, isn't he? He's, he's good, good on the ball, ball from centre back. I wouldn't like him yeah. as a right back, but I just I, th- I think Lewis Gibson has got so much talent. I think whether we he's ready this season, probably not. I think that's again why we're so afraid of Kevin and Keane getting injured. Mm. But I think we've got talent in, in Gibson, but again, he probably needs to go on a loan because he's never going to be able to play for Everton. And I think we'll sign someone in January, but it's between that period of these players being back fit and you know now there when the players back. And now, what's Mark going to do? Is he going to change or is he going to keep it the same? I think he's going to keep it the same, and that's and that's my worry. And then, and therein lies the conundrum because when Gomez was fit and we did go on that run, we did play that system, and the personnel was only slightly different. You had Garner and Zuma. And then that was kind of really the main difference, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So surely those, I know Garner did, you know, did have a, a, a great influence on the team, but he also inhibited us and stopped us from playing a certain way as well, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? So Silva kind of improved him, didn't he, on the ball? Like, did stop him yeah, from just being a ball winner. He made him more progressive, didn't he, as well? So it, it's such a conundrum because, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
he does need your right feet. He hasn't got his best eleven on the pitch right now. But not many managers always have that anyway, do they? You know what I mean? But I do think with Gomez coming back, West Ham at home, next game, he will come on to us. I think they will come on to us because they've obviously got some decent attacking players. That will help us. I think you know, we just need a result, don't we? We just need a bloody result. Do what though for for want of sound and difference to the rest of the world on on social media, the moments and Everton fans and what have you. What drives me nuts with, with modern football is that the four guys always a manager, isn't he? Now I'm not, I'm not sitting here. I, I can't tell you what happens in the scene and scene and pitch because I don't know. Mm. But you've got eleven players there, include you know, not include your bench. You've got eighteen players on a match mm. day. It's their responsibility on a match day to go out there and play for that shirt and play for that badge. And and this is what kills me off because you, you look back at. <coughs> historically and obviously what we've won over over many many years and players that we've had and legends that we've had who've played for the shirt you've got players there at the moment who for me are not playing for the shirt go out there you, you can not have confidence or whatever but you can give 100% I, I think back to, to yesterday and uh, the, the Burnley game and we touched on it off air me and you Lee and leading up to the Burnley corner for the goal Calvert-Lewin was mm. literally strolling yeah, back when he could have gone with the man yeah. and that could have avoided everything there and that's just a, that's a desire, desire that, it is desire, desire. It's, desire, it's commitment to, to play football desire. for that particular shirt you go, you go on the pitch and for me maybe it's different because we're, we're Everton fans I go on the pitch and I, I die for the club that's that's my opinion mm. but you're well, a fan though aren't you so it's different. I am yeah. I am but going back maybe 15-20 years players were playing for the shirt and the pride of the club and they, they would do whatever they could to win a game that's my opinion. Do you think Mark was the cult of personality to inspire the players? That's because you look at Klopp and the and the players play do run through walls. Klopp they do the same for Pep, same thing. Mm. And that, that's I, I agree that the players should be trying hard. And a lot of and I think the attitudes of saying I don't like to put into Schneiderlin, but I, I just don't think he's that bothered anymore about football. Yeah. I think yeah. he's, well, he's one word for you there, Leon. That's all you have to know about yeah. the band. So he, he, you know he went to Manchester United, that was the high point of his career. And after that, now it's just, I'm going to collect, mm. you know, if he'll just, I'm going to collect my money because I'm on the way down now. And I don't think he's got any desire to win things. Or, And that's why I wonder why Tom Davis doesn't play. He's hungry, you know, he would add that to the side. And, yeah, I just, I, I, I think would, they would have got rid of him. You can't blame the manager for everything, you can't, because Mar- Marcel Brands does have some culpability with the centre back and, and maybe maybe the striker. I know people believe in that. But. I just worry that Marcos on Spain we've never come behind on them to defeat teams and whether they're playing well even when you know that's a manager thing or is that a team thing which one is it is it the players it's the right wrong, wrong combination of players that they haven't got that fight in them or is the manager not inspiring them that's, that's hard to tell that's the bar- and then there was an in- we talked about it before I know you've done a bit of work with Toffee TV and mm-hmm. Baz had an interview in the week with uh, David Maddox from the Mirror and um, I tweeted it out there I thought, I thought it was a fantastic uh, chat between the two of them and David, kind of, who's been covering Everton for 30 years, he actually came out and said, look, Everton, compared to maybe what they did with Martinez, have we done any PR with this guy? Have we done any PR to try and get us as fans to know a bit more about him, the person, and the manager? Because if you, know, if you listen to some of the stories, he's the first one in training, he's the last one to leave. You can't, you can't criticise him for his work ethic. He's clearly on the pitch with the players constantly. And some of the previous managers we had, they definitely weren't like that. They didn't have the work ethic. They didn't care about the club. I'd play golf at certain things. Well, yeah, you know, you go then. But I just think a bit of PR, just to let us believe in him a bit more, find out a bit more about the man behind the interview, you know, behind the sort of press conferences, because he comes across very serious. There obviously is a bit, like David mentioned a bit of the language thing as well and that sort of thing. Let, let, you, know, you, you mentioned before about Silva, not Silva, sorry, about Martinez when he did that little sketch where it was kind of like, look, this is what, I've, I've put the pictures up on the staircase here 
of when we won trophies and I've left a blank spot for people buy into that we all buy into that as fans because we want a dream we want to win trophies you know what I mean so let's do a bit of that let's find out a bit more about him that will give him maybe but, a bit more when Martinez I think he came out and said that he and his wife have two split yeah, tellies yes. right, yeah. why would we know that we don't know anything about Mark I don't even know he's got a wife I really don't know yeah, he's got yeah, a wife yeah, exactly. or no kids I really I don't know, know. Now, maybe that is important human, to football but I think the fans again the, there's, a, there's also an element that, you know, I don't like to call people out on Twitter. There's an element of a told you so on Twitter at the moment. And there there's is. people who don't want Marco Silva who are desperate to get him off for a new manager. Like, I, I was never one who didn't want Marco Silva. I had any questions about him, but I actually wrote a piece where I said he isn't Martinez at the time. Mm. And, you know, I, I've given, I think I've given 18 months, but there's people who said he was never good enough. We shouldn't get managers from Hall, Curtis Davis, ha ha ha. What, what does he know about managers? And mm. I don't know, I think that's the that's what he's up against. He, he's never been able to turn those people because those people are waiting for any bad result. And as you see now, football's week to week. You know, remember yeah. the, the football, yeah. remember the table that came out for 10 games. Yeah. Now, after one defeat, the season's over for everyone. It's it, and so it true. is an element of that. It's so true, that that is so true. And I do think there is a bit of that as well. Um, it's, I, I do, I do think we, the club should have done more, or should do more, to, just to find out a bit more about the guy. I think that other people might buy into that and kind of go, you know, you know what? Fair enough. He's actually literally looks like he's working his absolute backside off to improve as a team. That's the rhetoric he comes out with after. So the only way I know is hard work. You know what I mean? So you know, if we can see that, let's see, let let's see the work ethic he's putting. Let's see what he's trying to do. People might then kind of go, you know what? This guy actually cares about the club. He wants to take his forward. So I genuinely think. He does. I think he genuinely cares. He sees this as a big opportunity for his career to basically build a squad to maybe compete in Champions League type levels. And if he does move on after that, he's only going to progress his career from there, isn't he? I, I genuinely think he cares, unlike a lot of the other dross that we had before it. We, you know? There was an interview we put the Portuguese press, I think it was either Proxima Jornada, who's, who's an Everton fan actually on Twitter, who yeah. translates Portuguese stuff, or Sports Witness. But basically, it was Marco talking to Portuguese journalists. Yeah. And he was telling him exactly what what he wanted for each from a winger, what kind of role. It was really in depth, and you sort of understood more about it from in tactically and how he thinks. Yeah, there's never been anything like that from Evan. You know, Marcel Brands when he did those interviews, there's not much praise after that for him. We know Marcel Brands. Yeah. He goes and does does them dinners. You know, you pay and you can yeah. ask him questions. Yeah, Marco Silva's apart from the training pitch, you know, and the press conference. You ever see him anywhere? It, it, there was a thing, yeah, wasn't it, so uh, in pre-season uh, with Bournemouth. And they, they mic'd up Eddie Howe, didn't he? Mm. And they showed, like, say, four or five minutes of a, of a training session some, somewhere, I think it was in Spain. And it just gave... And I, I watched that. Mm. And it was great to watch that and listen to what he was saying, you know, what he was saying to players and what they were trying to do. And you, and you could get it from this five minutes. You could get what he was trying to get from the session and the encouragement he was giving to the players and, and the relationship that he, he had mm. with the players, you know. And it was good to see that because yeah. you got to know a bit, a bit about him in a small, in a small snip, uh, snippet and the respect the players had for him as well. Yeah. And he went up and he sat in the stands, I think, with a couple of fans who were in and around the area as well. And he was t- and he knew them. He was talking to them. And it's it's about Mark in this day and age, especially with mm. with social media and what have you uh, at our disposal. It's about marketing people, isn't it? And he hasn't been marketed in any way, shape, or form. And like you we said, we don't know anything about him. We don't like you said. Lee, we we as fans, we we love to see that kind of stuff. Marcel Brands as well marketed. We we know all about him, as, as you said, Andy and. He, as the manager of the club, he is someone who likes to sort of sit back, isn't he? It's, it's a bit of a. Uh, he looks a serious character, doesn't he? I think though he's quite intimidating, isn't he? But we we need to to give us as the fans a bit of an insight, and I think I yeah. think that's a real. I'm not saying by the way that that's why we're, we're playing so poorly, but it's something that the club quite think agree. Well, fans, look, look fans at the contrast with David Moyes. Yeah. You know how well did we did Evertonians know him? They had quite an intimate relationship with who mm-hmm. David Moyes was, and his philosophy, yeah. and the way that he worked. 
made a big difference. He, big so, even when he was right, Everton, wasn't he? Was the, 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 the key, the mouthpiece of Everton? Yeah. He was, probably Ken Wright was involved, but you knew everything about David Moyes. David Moyes said everything, everything happened the club was about David Moyes. And now it's, you know, I know Marcel Brands is there, so it is a different structure, but yeah, it, it, it's Marco Silva's. It, it is important because you look at Klopp, for example, he does interviews with Redmen TV. Remember that documentary? I don't know, remember, and Saka was laughing, he got rid of him the next week. Yeah. You remember that? Things like that. We don't know anything about the man. I think if people could relate to him and go, he's yeah. got Everton's best interests to heart, then he'd stand with him a bit more. I, as I, much I, as I, we I think he'd win more fans over, definitely. You mentioned Eddie Howe, that was a great clip. You know, even just stupid little things like you call him Fraser, wee man, and all that. Mm. You know, but the, the, the fans buy into that. Mm. You know, with the little relationships, what Silver might call certain nicknames for some of the other players, we all buy into that because it's a little story, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's about being clever and marketing the guy. Let's let's find out a bit more about his personal life. Let's find out literally, you know, is he is he actually genuine at seven o'clock and leaves at nine o'clock every night? You know, is, is, fans are like, kind of you know what? This guy actually is actually trying his absolute utmost here to improve this side. I think I think that I mean, kind of thing builds a trust between the fans and the manager. And, yeah, and that that is in in modern football that that's vital. There was always a trust there for David Moyes, wasn't there? He had he had some real poor seasons over the years, but there was a trust there because there was a relationship. You know, we, we haven't got a great deal of money. How well he's done with the players and the fans that, that he's got as a, at his disposal. There was a trust with Martins for, for a bit of time, wasn't it? You know. Oh, not an hour with his brown shoes on. He was a lovely yeah, fellow, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I, I wore brown shoes on my wedding because, because of Martinez. I did, you know. I had a table. I love that. I had I a table that. in his name. You know, the head table was in his name. You bought into like it. Yeah, because I bought yeah. into him. Didn't you get sassy, did you? Well, <laughs> to be revealed. So was <laughs> but that's the kind of thing because he was he was such a, a personable fella, and you know he, he was he was out front and centre as well. And we knew about him. Yeah. You, you buy into it to what he was all about, and on a level, we haven't got a song for Marco Silva. Like yeah. you have Martinez yeah. songs, you know, yeah, you yeah. phrases. You have phrases about you know, you, you know, Roberto had the dream song. Uh, yeah. yeah, Everton are not a good club for that. Now, again, a bit of a sidetrack to this. Maybe it isn't even Brands' expectation that we finish in the top six this season. Now, I'm not saying the club should outwardly communicate that, but they should have said like last year, this is a three-year plan. At the end of the three-year plan, we expect to be challenged with the Champions League. Yeah. Because then the fans go, all right, this season isn't actually yeah. the be all and end all. And unfortunately, We're on a journey then. Unfortunately, yeah. what happened before the season was because the, these teams looked weak, all of the expectation went through the roof. Mm. And it was basically top six or nothing, and even mm. in some cases, top four or nothing for some yeah. fans. Yeah. And it's impossible to reach those those heights. You know, you need luck along the way. And of course, we haven't had luck, but it doesn't help the manager because he's under pressure, pressure now instantly. Yes. It, it, I, you know, I've said that before. I, I, I think the club. Should definitely. I mean, I know Brand has said it in so many interviews and that. You know, at the end of the day, what this genuinely is. Look, this is a plan from year one, two, three, four. Look, it's not going to be linear. We're not going to get there straight. But there will be bumps on the way. But guess what? We're going to stick with this guy, and we're basically going to give him every opportunity. Unless we get relegated, or we're you know we're in dire straits, then which I don't think we are yet, by the way, because we've still got another thirty games to go. Then, then, then we're sticking by him. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd love us to stick by him, but I think if we lose West Ham, and I think if we go out the cup. Look at what you mentioned Moyes before. The best thing Moyes could have ever said was a people's club. That gave him three years straight away just by saying that. <laughs> his, and his, straight away, everyone loved him for that. It's still we, there we, now, we, it? He's still there now, yeah. and, and everyone loved him for it. And he obviously coined it himself. Yeah, back. yeah some people want him back. There's not any names there, Andy. But no, no but genuinely, though, I, I do think from that point of view, we need to be doing more to, be, to, 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 to assist this. And, and maybe coming out and saying, this is what it is. Yeah, this is exactly what the journey we're going on. Yeah, we look. Be honest, we missed out on the centre back. 
we missed out on the, the, such and such a strike because there was rumours now saying that we were that Liao turned us down, isn't it? Yeah, Did that actually happen? Let's just let's just yeah, I mean, let's let's were we in for another striker? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, as well as four centre backs as well. And, oh, yeah, I know it's frustrating we didn't get one, but. I think that I think from an element of the fans, I think sometimes we don't understand what the process is behind the scenes. You know, we did try for Zuma. Marco Silva, by the way, wanted Zuma in the last week. He was adamant that that was the player to fix his defence. Now, Marcel Brands, I don't know if he wanted to sign another one. I think he was on board with that. And then he waited tomorrow, he went out the window. Small, which actually Louise, would have been Louise moving copped all that. Yeah, thing. Small yeah. wouldn't have been too bad. I know people don't love Small, but he would have been really solid third, second centre back. He's, yeah. he's, he's a decent player. And then Rojo, you know, that would have been a good ball. Even like Cahill from Chelsea, for example, yeah, would, have done, would have done a job. Would have done a job to a point, or at least if one of the one of the guys gets injured, he can come in. We know we know full well he's Champions League winner, isn't he? You know what I mean? think so, if yeah. if Chinks Hoson would have went out, maybe then you would have got a strike. I don't yeah. know because you would have had to go. That's the that's. Yeah, you've mentioned. We have the same conversation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, week, listen yeah. to it. So it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. I think the, the manager will always want more. I think if, even if you sign the manager's whole list, he'd still ask. I'm still missing this. But that's what managers are like. Of course. That's what they're like in, in, in nature. But I feel I feel really bad for Marco because I think it's it's just it, as you say, we don't know him. The pay, you know the fans are against him in certain quarters already, and it's only going to get more toxic. And you want know, the Cousins like when it's toxic. Oh, it's it's it's, 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 it's inevitable. It's and that's that's Sunderland games one. This was, was the worst, worst game ever. Yeah. But the thing is, just sorry, Mike. Also on that point as well, what you're saying in terms of um, I've lost what I was going to say, Mike. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What small introduction? I've done a beat there. Turn him off. It's back. It's back. It's back. It's gone. Back. He's around age. Around of wine and all sorts. Well, no. Just just going back to what Pete said. To try and pull it back to to the question that was, can we turn it round? The next. I'm looking slightly longer term than what we've said. The next six games, I'll, I'll read them out for you. My birthday, West Ham United at home, R12 kickoff. Then Brighton away, Cup last 16 against Watford. That that completes October. We've then got Spurs at home. I'd love to play Spurs now. <laughs> They'd still be tough. The way they're playing. <laughs> Southampton away, then Norwich at home as well. So they, that's our next six in all competitions. So the question is, can we turn it around? And if we can't, what happens? One result there, i.e., hopefully the first game, West Ham completely changes the confidence of the team. That does. If we can win that game, we could go. Based on those fixtures, the form that Spurs are in at the minute were absolutely an embarrassment. By the way, we could easily win most of those games. Not one of those teams is particularly a low block team. Now I expect Southampton will be because I think Arsenal was quite smart in that fact, but. Norwich, the last game is Norwich, they're open as any, we should have a field day. That's that's a game I would expect us to win. The last yesterday, game. by the way. I mean, and then you look at, Brighton's going to be difficult because they did play well yesterday and they got, you know, they, but then, I think that that's not a nice run for us actually. I think they're games that they won't sit back on us, they won't do what we, we, we can't do and I think we'll have chances against them now, whether we take them or not. It could be a little bit of a decent run, I think we'll pick up a couple of points from Again, is it going to be enough? And if, 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 say we, we, we beat West Ham, mm. Bright, whatever happens to Brighton. If we win out the cup, then is it still enough? Mm. Do, does it then turn again? That cup's really the all important result in the early season at the moment. I think it's, it's if, massive. If you get through that cup game, it's close to final time, and anything can happen, as as we know in the You're cup. Not change that, yeah. It's you know, but it, it's such a it's such a pivotal game that that um, that, that last sixteen because we we know what's coming in December. December's disgusting. December, know, know, Christmas should be cancelled for us because 
It's well, absolutely we horrible. Against those teams at the end of, we, we, we were dreading that run at the end of last season. Look That's at the run we had. Show now we can play against those the winner teams give us space. And I stuff. don't dread that. Yeah, I don't dread that as much as we. You know, on paper, it looks yeah. Oh my god! From February onwards, we were all panicking, going, "Are we going to finish literally bloody right in the bottom half here?" And then we went on a great run. You know, we went on. All it takes is a result, and then you know we battered Arsenal, we battered United. Uh, should have got a result against um, Chelsea, and obviously took City nearly all the way as well. So. And we, 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 we beat I mean? Chelsea, didn't we? We had a poor first half. We beat Chelsea. Yeah. The the game at Anfield, obviously, and well, the game at Goodison against Liverpool, arguably could have gone either way. Yeah. Um. So there's not to to be to be scared of effectively, but we've got to have points on the board before that particular time. It's 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 pivotal that we get mm. points from these next well next five league games, next next six games that we've got coming up. We've we've got to do something we really have because I'm probably. Silver's biggest supporter, I'd say. I, I don't believe in terms of constantly sacking managers. I don't think it worked whether you've got a director of football or not. I'm not a fan of that particular system. You know, we don't we we lose two or three games. Mm. Fans are calling for the managers. Yeah, get rid of them. Mm. I'm I'm on in for all that. That's just yeah, me. Okay, I I still got a, got trust there with him. But what I will say is that he he's put himself right in the fire, man. I think he I think he's on the brink. Well, look, you were saying he's got. Well, we'll look at those, those next six games. There's four of us here. Should we have a quick, will he turn it around, yes or no? I think you're right, please, yeah. I think you're right. Lee, one uh, word, don't, don't expand. Just say, what, just say the one word. Yes. <laughs> please? Yes. No. Oh, no. Andy's killed it. I'm saying yes. I'm not uh, sorry. I'll explain my position since in, in the in also minority. It's not that I don't think you can. I think I'll be wrong. I actually think I'll be you wrong. Want to be wrong. I really yeah. want to be wrong. Of yeah. course I do. I would never want. And yeah. I don't want. I, I would love it if he turned it around and proved me entirely wrong. It'd be great. It'd be great for me because I'd be like, yeah, I prove wrong. They're fine. Yeah. Everyone's doing well now. Great. Until we see, even if it's even as to a stand game, if he goes, he shows you something. Like, oh, there you go. That, that's that. That's it. We need that spark. And until I see that spark, I can't invest in him because even if he did win a couple of games, I still feel it's inevitable. It's going to turn around again. Unless he changes it, what you're saying. Unless he goes out of four three two yes. or plays a Wobi in the ten or it's not just yeah. a Wobi. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I think it's it's just the, the continuity, the same type of performance. If we start to play in a different manner and we start picking up results, then I think the confidence will go up, and then I go. All right then, yeah. And then when we do get those players back, and if it then change, if we then ramp up another level, then there's potentially at this moment in time a struggle to see it. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. But you are right. There are a lot of I told you so on Twitter at the minute. It's driving me mad. There's loads of you've people. Got, you've got, got to, to change the manager. I don't think yeah, there's any manager out there that you go. He's perfect. There's no one manager everyone's going to agree on. And again, right. it'll happen again. People will go two, three bad games. Get him out. I was right about him all along. You've and that's, that's what we're up against. What a sign of we social media after. Okay, after chaos, football, it's after, chaos, after we play, because unless unless we, we go on and win, <coughs> there's no point in <coughs> listening to what people have got to say without being disrespectful. Because it gets us all down in a bad mood, and, and then obviously we say it all the time about people being being reactive, and we know it's such a frustrating time for us as a club. And we you know we look at the fixtures at the start of the season. We said it before, and you think that we were going to be never mind bottom three, pushing that top sort of three, four, five in the league after those first seven eight games. We're not. It's frustrating. It's annoying. We we know that we all want the best for for our side, but I hope that you know three of us have said yet yeah, we think you can turn it around, and you said that you you're saying no, but you think you're going to be proven wrong. I hope that we are right, and, and he can he can turn it around. But I think it's a good point to sort of end this little segment. Um, well, just, just quickly though, just quickly, if he does, you can't, can't help can anybody get no, the last word in no, every can't, single can't, time. Sorry, sorry, but if he does go, right? If he does go, who who would you genuinely? 
wanting as his replacement. Because there's been some crazy shouts. There's been some wonderful shouts, yeah. yeah. Pete, who you genuinely have? I, I, I genuinely can't think of anybody that I would want in right now. Mourinho, no, I think it's a daft shout. Yeah. Arteta, I think it's too soon. Romantic. Tim yeah. Cale, I think you've been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Barson, the, the lads on top of TV are pushing Rafa Benitez which I just think is criminal I, I, would they have wanted Kendall after he, he did so well at Everton they wouldn't no. I think this no. there has to be that, I know he's a great manager I, I agree but he should, again he just stop undermining Marcel Brands within two days anyway when he just yeah. he, that's all he does he turns around and goes I, I, listen, I want the best for Everton but Marcel Brands doesn't that's what he does with every club owner Ashley yeah. did it into Milan he does it everywhere yeah did it at Real Madrid? He got sat there for a Yeah, I, I like Marcel Gallardo. He won't be available to December. And again, he's a South American manager. It might not work if he comes over. So there's, there's literally every candidate has got flaws. You'd never make everyone happy. That's the problem. And I think that's the problem at this point in time. There's no manager who's free who we wouldn't have to pay Stand for. That stand- Maybe mm-hmm. Marcel, you know, people want the former Valencia manager who plays 4 4 2 to account for football. But. Well, let, let, me, let, me end, let, me, let me end it on this. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the latest odds, okay? Because someone tweeted them, so oh, I'm gonna give you. Idea. I'm gonna give you up and I'll give you about the top sort of six or seven, okay? Joint favourites currently. But he says David Moyes five to two. Oh, God. Next Eddie Howe eleven to two. Fourth on the list, Jose Maleva work ten to one. Then comes Michael Arteta fourteen to one. In drops, it's like top of the pops, isn't it? In drops Fizzy. Phil Neville, 16 to 1. I like Everton, back of the echo interest. <laughs> <laughs> and just to put the icing on the cake, former Watford manager, Javi Gracia, mm. 20 to 1. God almighty. That's just like That's not a very attractive list. It's not. It? I quite like Arsene Wenger, 25 to 1, if we're going to go with it, to be honest with you. You know, just want to level the club out and get us into sort of a position where another man could take over. The main yeah, man, yeah, Arsene Wenger, yeah, the man. How hungry is Arsene Wenger? And would he want to play go, go against you know, Arsenal? That's the question. The other one, you know, like Arteta, he wouldn't leave Pep mid season. I just don't see him leaving Pep mid season. Yeah. Maybe because that Champions League is what they want, isn't it? And I think he wouldn't want to miss out on that. That's this. It's really hard. I think I know we will have a, a short list of managers because I think it's clubs irrespective to keep them anyway now, just in case. Just don't you because know, they watch managers, but I, I don't know. It's, it's impossible. I think to Mikel, I do think he could be literally an absolute masterstroke, but I genuinely think it's very romantic. It's very, very romantic, isn't it? I tell you what, though, if Wenger does come, we do a roaring trade in those long coats that he can't, <laughs> that, that, that he can't <laughs> ankles. On that note, on that note, let's take a quick break and we'll be back for the for the final part. I think someone's writing the script. I can't believe it. Very proud of all these people here, and the players have been magnificent. Special man number two, Willie Donaghy's the man. I don't think Manchester United themselves would argue that the team that's played best on the day won the cup. I thought at half-time we, we'd played ever so well. Disappointed we didn't have another goal. Naturally, we sat back a little bit second half. We, te- we said not to, but they did. And Big Neville's come into his own then. Welcome back to the final part of this week's podcast. And we're going to look ahead to our next game after the uh, another international break at home to West Ham United. It's a game we, we touched on, didn't we, earlier on, where we think, we think it might suit us a bit better than other games have this season, what I say, because West Ham are going to be coming coming to Goodson Park and sitting there. Not, not in my opinion, on what, you, what your thoughts are. No, I don't think they will, and I think they're terrible defensively. <laughs> I do, I do. That uh, Balbuena, I, I think it's a, a car crash. 
Do you have these bonds? They have a good game every like six weeks to two with them. I like Diop, but I think he needs a really strong partner because he's not a leader. And, and, and when he has Balbuena has a bad game, they just both just disappear into thin air. Yeah, West Ham are a weird team because they start the season reasonably well, you'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah, just. Yeah. And then yesterday, it was just, oh, it's West Ham again, isn't it? It's West Ham. And that, that, they go and lose again, you should win. Yeah. I mentioned last week about uh, um, Pellegrini. Like, he's had a similar time to, to uh, Marco Silva Everton. Well, I said, I, I, do their front three look like they've got more goals in than our kind of front three? And you'd probably say, with Haller in there now, with obviously Yarmolenko who's come back looks like he's got a goal in him definitely he's yeah, definitely him. scored by the way he's oh, yeah, he scored, he scored two against him last yeah, time yeah, yeah. Injured, didn't he? Then he got injured yeah and then so, and then obviously Philippe Anderson when he turns it on when he wants to play he's obviously a very mm-hmm. good player so I was kind of saying they look like they've got more goals in the team than we certainly have at the minute haven't they uh, and how the teams have settled I know you're a big fan of it he seems yeah, to settle it quite well yeah they've, they've worked out I think in the first couple of games people thought mm, they don't like him and then they've sort of worked out how to service him now they're getting crosses in the box getting the ball to Mary in the box and he's a very good striker he scored again yesterday didn't he yeah, if, yeah. now I know people say why didn't we sign him 45 million they had to take out a loan which has killed their next two windows I think actually West Ham had to take a massive loan out to get him I think Mark and Marcel Brands looked and thought we're getting Keane for twenty two million. Do I really want to go and spend forty five million on a player who, although he is in hindsight, he's been very good. He was a risk. Let's be mm. honest. Even even me, who loved them, it's a risk. I understand why we didn't get him. I would have liked them, but and, and look at the nature of his goals as well. You know, you wouldn't say he scored great individual goals or great technical skill or great positioning. He's been in the right place at the right time. He's yeah, still you wouldn't have the back of the I'd say Calvert-Lewin or being in the right place at the right time. So, and that's, that, that can be the difference. And that's what we're missing. That's at Everton missed at times, which is why I think Moise Keane should play because he is a bit more of an actual striker. But that player just being the right... Where he bounces off someone just in the right sure, place. But how many goals has Haller got so far this season? Is it five? Yes, I think it yeah. is. How, how many has Calvert-Lewin got? Four in all comps. There we go. In all comments, yeah, you can't compare the two. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I understand that. And from, from, and I think I like. So I'm, I'm one of John Calvert-Lewin's biggest supporters. I think that you know, you look at the, people go. He's played a hundred. He's played minutes in certain games. You know, he's actually got not a bad, decent record when you look at how many starts now and actually minutes he's played compared to how many goals he scored. But. I think we played Tom Calvert Lewin Lewin wrong when he when he came up through the England set. So people said it's like Teddy Sheringham. Now I don't see that. Let's be honest, I don't see that. But he doesn't. He's a player who wants the ball to his feet, and we've turned into a target man. We're trying to turn him most key into a target man now, so which yeah, is So maybe Haller would have fit better because he's a, he's more of a target man. But yeah, I think they've got goals because Haller does get into those positions more often. But I don't think they. I don't, yeah, West Ham. They've got Lanzini. They play, they play four three three. West Ham. Oh, they have, they have Rice sitting with the noble doing the dirty work around the field, and then Lanzini. Who I like as well. He's a good creator. They have that player who gets up. Like Lanzini, we don't have that. We don't have that athleticism. Now Rice. I'm not a big fan of Rice. He's good defensively, but on the ball, he's okay. But he just that's all he does. His job is never to do anything else other than shield that back forward. Now when Schneiderman plays, that should be his job. That's all he should be doing. But he actually. Yeah. Seems to get higher than Delfson. So I don't really understand the roles. So yeah, they're too similar, don't yeah. But in terms of West Ham, they've got a good side, yeah. But defensively, as Pete pointed out, the full backs are a nightmare as well. Mm. You know, Creswell and Frederick. Frederick's had a decent season so far, but when Matsuaka plays, they don't need to defend his cousin, is he really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, they can be got that, definitely. And, you know, we need everything to get to go for us and you know we need the fans to get behind us we need to basically get a result in that game it's as simple as that we need to get a result best player in that West Ham team is Fabianski for me 
He's out any first season, yeah. I think, yeah. Is he out for the season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he got injured, is he? Yeah, definitely. That's, That's a plus. He absolutely got a world he didn't need last season against us. But, you know, I think we just lost my point, but I was going to say, yeah. go back. I've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to do some kind of musical interlude there while you were, while you were thinking about it. Just in, in regards to West Ham's attacking um, side of things, obviously they've got this, they've got Four Niles as well, who's, who's a talent, isn't he? He, yeah, came, on, he came on against against Palace. Yeah, Malenko, we, we've, we've touched on. They have, there's definitely goals in that side, and that that's it. It's a slight concern going into that game, especially with obviously the formal confidence that we're, we've currently got at this moment in time. But I do think. They, they are there they, they will leave themselves open at times and that I've said how many times we've said this it should play into our hands but it should but we know what Goodison's could be like on that that Saturday early kickoff. it's not going to be particularly jovial is it after what's gone on over the if last we can see the first goal can you imagine oh you can imagine like, can't you, so you do, it feels nervous I remember my point now my thing for the way that I remember now so my point what it's what you were saying actually is if you now, 10 days ago, what have we had 10 days out from the West Ham game? If you're Manuel Pellegrini, you think I know we're in this team already. Yeah. Now, I'm going to turn up on the Saturday. If we're actually playing a different system, different players, then you, you go, all the preparation. But at the moment, it's very easy to prepare for Everton. But if you change that, then the preparation goes out the window mm-hmm. then. And I think that is what I hope to see that we've, we, we do bamboozle you know, Pellegrini. Because at the moment, he's going to be this is what we need to do, set pieces, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. hopefully, if we change it, then he's going to go get there and go, also, Brighton did against Spurs. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They completely changed it, and you know, bamboozled them in the first half. That combined with obviously Spurs being absolutely on the backside, confidence-wise, and whatever else is going on there. But, but you're right. That that basically made it. You know, essentially gave surprise the opposition. And, and I do think you know he has to go. He has to. Be, he has to be brave. He has to be brave. Change it, and and you know, be prepared to drop someone like a ticket and things like that. And, and, and at least I think the fans then will then go. You know what? At least you try to change it. You can't then throw that argument out, can you? When we played them last season, we came out the traps dead fast. We haven't done that since, whatever, maybe against Arsenal we did, but go to traps, put them under loads of pressure. We had like 10, 15 chances in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Should have won, what, 5 or 6 nil that day? We, we, you know, but we didn't, but we should do that again. West Ham do not deal well with pressure. They sat the back, as you said, Balbuena, Diop can have good games, can have bad games. Put them under pressure straight away. I'd like to see Everton put a full half. Burnley wasn't too bad in the first half, but a full half, but really intense performance in. Put a team under pressure. Get that first goal because I don't think West Ham are gonna. I think. I think that's the yeah, way. Though, it's, it's, it's intense and intense mm. intensity, isn't it? It's okay. We've said it before. Knocking the ball around, passing and uh, for for passing sake and what have you. But if you're not going to be sort of penetrating defenses and and you know being brave and being intense, then you're wasting your time. That's quote. It is tempo when it go out there and, and play with it with a bit of tempo, a bit of pressure. Go out like, like you want to win the game, not like you I want to win the game. We have done it. that at times. Not, maybe not as explosive as West Ham. We have done it at times and then not got that goal and then conceded and then we've just completely got that. We've been born with like three or four minutes. I mean, I think we, we, that's, that's how bad it's been this season though, because we yeah. do come out first five minutes and you're like, yeah, right, we're on it today. And then it just seeps into let's play to the level of our opposition a lot of the time. I, I, this has happened under Martinez. When we are expected to be the team on top, we don't really deal mm. with it well. Boys, mm. we were never that team because we were always underdogs, you know, fighting above our station in a sense at times. But we, when we're expected to win games, we don't really take it to yeah. teams. I think we've shown that too many times this season mm. when we had the chance to go top against Villa, mm. we had the chance to go second uh, against Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't take either. Yeah, well, that's that's Everton for you. I think after that, after the Bournemouth game, I had a conversation with friends. We picked that about twenty five moments where Everton. 
conceivably should have done something that day or that you know that it was a chance for them like Red in the fifth round they pick up a number of years ago it was such yeah. an easy draw I think Wigan, Portsmouth Wigan, won it, Wigan. things like that and it, whenever I'm expected to do something and I went, as, soon as, as soon as someone said oh we can go, we can go second or third tonight I text someone and said because that's sad as an Evertonian that you do mm. that but you just think when well, something's expected now maybe with the backs against the walls that might be different but that's the last thing you want to do as a fan that, isn't it? get into that headspace where you are just kind of like yeah that's Everton and I, that's, awful, why, yeah. that's why it's almost like a massive shift in mentality need, it needs to change You know that, that was City wasn't it in the shadow of United all the time and they go there and absolutely wallop them like 5-1 5-2 at their gap and then the whole club almost overnight believed that actually we can actually finally beat these guys you Is, know what I mean? Is that the club? I know this is a big separate topic, but is that the club? Do we set that? Is the mentality come from within the club? And we said it last week, didn't we? Yeah. We had this discussion it's, last it, week. It it's happens, or it's the club just doesn't seem to, you know, from top down, it just seems to be a bit of a malaise, really. Mm. I don't know. I know Brand seems to be trying to do things, but it's almost inbuilt in, yeah, into the club in a way, and that, that that's it is it is, and it's it's purely built on fear and maybe and maybe expectation. The expectation is still there. That was the. 25 years ago mm. and that's the way it is because yeah. we are a big club and, and we, we should be winning things and that, that's that's the, the fan mentality I'm sure that's the mentality of a lot of people within the club maybe maybe that fear is, is, is inbuilt at this moment in time at Everton and that is why we're not we're not kicking on doesn't matter who's in charge of the club we're just not kicking on at all are we well, last yeah. time we had the big international break last season when we were struggling, you, we come back play Cardiff. Didn't it was a Cardiff yeah. Saturday and we played really well. Cardiff away. Yeah. Some somehow Ghana gave become a completely different box to box fielder overnight and he destroyed them to me that night. But yeah. I'm hoping with this gap now that he looks at things and decides it's time for a change. But he had that chance after the Villa game for me. He didn't do. it I'm hoping. I'm praying that he does it this time. Well, you think surely Andre Gomez is going to come back in? He's been day to day for two weeks now. Now I don't know whether he could have played or not. I mean, obviously it's all about player mentality. If you don't feel ready, he can play. But he's been. He's had a rib injury. Yeah. He needs to be back in the team because, as you said, tempo. He's the one who drives the tempo. Without him, the midfield really lacks that tempo. And him at his best, and we, we don't see it often, unfortunately, at the moment. He can be a match winner on his day, and I think having him back. He carries the ball, doesn't he? He draws exactly. players with him. Yeah, well, he, he, moved, he moves teams around. He moves. <laughs> well, he does. One man with Lilo was Pep Guardiola, was like here as a coach that says that you don't move the ball, you move the players with yeah. other players. So that's what we, Andre Gomez, when he's moving players, he's moving because he keeps getting it back drawn. Mm. He's moving players around the pitch, and at the moment it's just very rigid formulaic and without it and I think we do need him back and Gabamon yeah because he'll have that bite that we missed that we've lost with Gay because he will win the ball back and he will drive and attack space that's what he did it's so easy for teams to defend against us when they've got two lines of four even a four and a five and it's just shift to the left shift to the right hold the line keep the space we play in front of them don't we we just play in front of teams wait for a mistake what's our best side of attack in in the team which which is the the side you expect the ball to go down 42% 42% of the time it goes down the right this season which I just find impossible because we've got Dean and you have Bernardo who will be there why wouldn't it but it's all down the right it goes down the right more than anywhere else that team's wanting Coleman to be on the ball in that position well I think defensively they pick Coleman and Keane out because yeah. they, they, that is, I think Bournemouth had like Wilson basically sit on Keane didn't he in that game but yeah I don't understand why it's going all down the side because I don't want Richarlison out there I want him in the middle cutting in the back post getting those runs 
think I think there's a di- imbalance in the side. We don't attack down the centre. I think in certain games it's been nineteen percent of the time, and other games it's been twenty four. Well, that's the formation forcing it as well, isn't it? I mean, forcing us to go well, wide. You, as well. you, you, if, I mean, if Sigurdsson played as if if you played through Sigurdsson, which is what you should do and be in the ten, then you, you'd expect the ball to be in those areas more. But Sigurdsson in this system seems to roll to be to basically find the half space on the right. Which worked against works in certain teams. It might work against West Ham because they are a bit ill-disciplined in defence. But in, against those low block teams, they go, "Well, we're not going over the halfway line. So you're never going to get in behind us." And that's that, that's where the issue comes. I can barely remember Saints having a shot this season. I can barely yeah, remember cut, that, ever since that first one, first game of the season, it, Palace we couldn't dig it out. Yeah. The goalie saved it. Since then, no. I can't remember him having a shot. You know, he's, he's obviously scored some worldies for us. I can't remember him having a shot. Yeah, the couple shots against City. Yeah, a couple of shots against City, you know, straight after they scored and that. But you know, you want him in shooting positions because he is very, very strong from the edge of the box, isn't he? That's why he's in the team to score goals. Yeah, that's it's entirely why he's in the team. But I, 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 for me, personally, just like I'd like to say, it's time for Sadiwi to have a crack. I think you know, Coleman's probably going to be suspended. I think he Sadiwi's not as good a defender as Seamus Coleman, but he, on the ball, he's a better passer. And, 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 and he he'll, he'll he can thread the needle. He can he can you know he can get he put pass from the you know inside to out. And yeah. I think it just offers something different, better final ball as well. I think but Coleman's running is important. But I'd, I'd like to see him play. I would like to see Sigurdsson drop for a game just to see if we can try and find a bit of difference. You know maybe a bit more late in the game if we need a goal, but just something a bit a little bit different. Try something different to show the fans that yes you're thinking about changing it and it is going to change. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Predictions, mate. What do you reckon? Predictions. Yeah, don't start with me. I've been all doing the gloom the last few weeks, haven't I, with my predictions? I'm, so I'm, predictions I'm banned them. usually from my predictions because everyone goes wrong, but I'm going to say 1 11. A little nil. sneaky go. I'll take it. I'll take right. it this moment's time. Pete? I'm going to go for a 2 1. 2 1 Everton. 2 1 Everton, yeah. Goal scorers now? Richarlison and Andre Gomez. Gomez. I, I, I think Gomez coming back, like you said, will be massive. Uh, he destroyed him at West Ham at their place. He basically ran the game. Part of the reason why they probably wanted to sign him as well, didn't it? After that, mm-hmm. but um, um, I'm hoping if we get the first goal, I think I can see us winning two or three one. Um, so I'm going to go three one. Oh, that's difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult. I'm going to say two one Everton. I think we'll sneak it. Um, we 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 believe in the game two 0 We we'll concede late and it'll be nervy, and but we'll you know we'll. We'll see it out. John Lanko's going to get one, isn't he? He is going to score. He is going to score, yeah. yeah. But I think that, I think for us, I think we're going to see it. I think Richardson's going to bag. And I think Bernard, I think Bernard back on the side, I think he gets a goal. I think he's, he's I think it's important as he comes back in. So have a, a bit more, bit more guile, I think, on the ball. A little bit more creativity. Him and Dean are better together, aren't they? Than, yeah. I think mm. the I think it will be Dean are fine, but I think they're the understanding between Bernard and, and he gets close to, he draws men off. Yeah. And yeah. I think it will be wants to get inside so all the time. I think he isolates Dean against two players. I think Bernard yeah. works harder than a He does. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for a because he did get a lot of stick after the City game, but they were all sick, weren't they? Yeah, they were, yeah. He was playing in Paulie as well. Yeah, Dean yeah. was as well. But yeah, I think the off ball, Bernard is much harder work. So if you want to have a luxury play, you have a Wobie as 10. He does provide that pass. He can drive at defences. He's a bit quicker than Sigurdsson. Just something different, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, then have a look well, at Bernard, it. Again. Bernard and him started in the cup. And we scored, we, you know, we scored two, change, two in seven yeah. minutes, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those who were involved in, in, in the goals. When was the last time you saw people drive? Like the, when you know, Bernard laid the ball into the box, you never see like a, a Sigurdsson or even a midfielder behind him drive into the box with the ball. That's what you need to see more of. 
100%. Well, let's let's it remains to be seen whether Silver makes any kind of change to his system personnel. Let's hope he's there. <laughs> let's hope he. Yeah, I think he will be. I think he's going to be still going to be there for the West Ham game. Uh, hopefully, we we discussed it already. We he can turn things around and we can turn things around and we can kick on this season. But really important few games now coming up uh, as regards to how our, our season is moulded. But Andy, thanks for coming down, mate. Appreciate your time. Uh, we'll be back after the international break where we look back on the West Ham game and we look ahead to the long trip down to the Amex where we're going to be playing Brighton. So we'll catch you next time. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.